Good morning, everyone. I'm Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy. Here on the show and with my company, Tea and Toast, the conversation of how to help aging parents often comes up. It can be difficult as adult children don't want to parent their parents, but oftentimes have either issues come up with their parents or things that they can foresee happening. And a lot of tough conversations um, are in the works uh, that need to happen. And so it's always kind of uh, a tug of war between parents and, and their adult children when the roles get a little bit reversed. So that's always a sticking point that we often bring up when we're talking to caregivers or other professionals. Today on our show, I'm speaking with author and physical therapist, Teresa Murr. In Teresa's book, The Art of Assisting Aging Parents, Teresa looks to how to build strategies and the frameworks around caring for aging parents. As a caregiver herself, Teresa has seen firsthand the trials and tribulations of helping her parents age artfully while remaining present in their own life. Welcome, Teresa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Amy. It's great to be here. Maybe we could start off by, could you tell our viewers a little bit more about you and what inspired you to become an author? Sure, sure. Um, yes, I, it, well, during my physical therapy career, I was always very, very, um, you know, concerned with personal development. And of course, you know, and I'm working with pain and function and things like that. But I also wanted to see my patients develop personally so they could go on to like a higher quality and, and higher level of function. So, you know, during these years, and I've been doing this for 37 years, but I, I gained, you know, I kind of pulled out some tools and techniques and strategies that I thought were, were really working with people and that really resonated with them. And one of them was actually um, group therapy and where we worked in groups together. And now even with, you know, having this pandemic and, and losing our face-to-face -face, um, interactions, I can see even how it, it works, you know, even stronger to promote health and wellness. So that's what I did. And this was about 15 years ago when I found, found that this worked. Um, I started putting a framework around it. And that eventually, you know, took me into writing a book about it because I just saw the need out there. And I thought, you know, I've got something to share. Um, I have this method. I believe in it so much. And, you know, when I was kind of developing it, um, it wasn't, it wasn't really mainstream, but I think the great thing about it is it's kind of becoming mainstream now. You know, some, some of these things I'm talking about, it's not, um, you know, it's not a foreign, it's not like a foreign language to people. It's like they, they get it and they know that, that it works. And so I'm excited. I think the timing is really good to bring this up to people so they can um, start using it. That's excellent. I always find that, you know, when I wrote my book a couple of years ago, I was looking around and around. You're in the States and I'm in Canada. And so there was a bit a bit more information in the States and than there was in Canada, but still not very much at all. And so I was looking at, you know, for caregiver specific, there's a lot of self-help stuff. There's a lot of, you know, stuff that's in the realm, but not a lot in this realm. And so I was excited to add something to it. And I was, I'm always excited. That's why I reached out to you because when I find other authors that are writing on this topic, 
Um, I want to scream it from the rooftops, firstly, because I think that this stuff is so valuable and, um, and it's readily available in book form, right? So, you know, the more resources we can get to people, I think the better, and then they can pick and choose. But we've had a number of um, authors on the show because I just think that there's so little physical information in the industry that, you know, the more we can get it out, the better, um, I find. Did you find when you wrote your book, did you, like you were... Um, adding obviously um, to the conversation, but were you also having a little bit of uh, trouble finding other things kind of similar of yours? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I, I think so. And actually, just you know, being in the industry and working with families and patients, you know, I, I really I knew a lot about it. But yeah, I I uh, when I was helping my sisters take care of my mom. Um, people were coming up to us because she was kind of in a facility that was um, in the neighborhood, you know, so we had a lot of friends there, you know, but they were coming up to us and saying, what, what do I do with my aging parents, you know, and so I, I was just like, you know, there, there's got to be more information out there for this. And I think, unfortunately, people wait until something happens, you know, I, and I would say it's not that we don't want to take care of our parents, but we're very, very busy, you know, we're raising children um, we, we have, have, might have a job. We're trying to, you know, take care of our family and our home. And, um, you know, the, we really don't want to, in a way, I'm not saying we don't want to take care of our parents, but we just don't want to put that on our list of things to do. So, you know, it happens to be when dad falls down the stairs and breaks his hip, that's when we have to respond, you know? So, um, I'm, I'm thinking, and I know we're going to go kind of get into this. But really, I, I, what I have is a proactive aging process, you know, and now I'm finding out really, and I'm learning, like, like you said, I am learning so much more about my health and how to, you know, preserve my body and my brain. And um, I, I just want to say that, you know, this proactive aging process that I, I'm, you know, putting in my book and I'm teaching um, is, is really that is, is really, we want to be proactive with our aging because, um, you know, you don't want to wait till the last minute to be that caregiver. That's true. And we, you know, I, I and my team at Tea and Toast, we speak to caregivers all the time about not waiting till crisis, plan, be proactive. I mean, this is what I say mm-hmm. on almost every one of my shows as well. And, you know, it's true that like a lot of people that come to us are in crisis mode and the other ones that come to us are waiting for the crisis. They're, you know, they come to us, you know, to plan, but then they wait it out and then they wait it out too long and they're in crisis. And so, you know, it's this fine mix of stuff, but you're right. It's hard to add another tick list to our, our own personal list, but also, you know, taking care of your parents means different things for everybody. And somebody's list could have one or two things and another person's list could have 40 things. And it's hard to know what to do and it's hard to know where to look and where to start and all that stuff and so all of that stuff makes people overwhelmed and it and it's a it's a diff, it can be it can be very difficult for many people uh, although you know I've been told multiple times caregiving is you know very rewarding like a, a lot of caregivers have said that but that doesn't mean it's not difficult it, it can be both right and so how do we as professionals and caregivers you know share our experience so that people can be better prepared for their journeys um, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we discuss caregiving quite a bit. So I thought it would be really good for you to come on as an expert as well as a family caregiver. 
There are a lot of people who listen, who have aging parents that are feeling overwhelmed and what's like happening or what's about to happen. Everybody's kind of on the edge and they don't know when things are going to happen. And there's also a lot of seniors in our audience that haven't really made very many plans for their own life and their possible future obstacles. So it's important, uh, I think, for them to hear this too. And if anything, you know, the seniors in our audience, it's important for them to hear that there's a lot of things that the caregivers, their adult children, have to take care of on their behalf. And so kind of whatever they can help with lessens the burden on their kids as well, which is a message that we talk about all the time. But maybe uh, we could talk about how can caregivers get through the overwhelm and begin the process of helping their parents age artfully. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. um, You know, and and the overwhelm, and I will address that first, and then I'll address on how to maybe avoid the overwhelm, you know. But if you do, if you are in that stage of overwhelm, um, there's a few things you need to do. You need to reach out to your family, you, to, you know, to your siblings and have that team meeting and just say, you know, and, and, and have an agenda and just I tell people, you know, tell them, tell your siblings to leave the drama at home, you know, and so and have specific things you want to talk about and specific goals. And um, you need to get everybody on board because this state of overwhelm, you, you need help. So really, you know, put, put your pride aside and ask for help. So, you know, start with your siblings, if, if you have them, um, then and even like neighbors, um, friends, and just say, this is a situation I'm in. I might need a little bit of help. Um, I'm, you know, and they, they might start offering, well, I, can I bring over a meal? Can I take your parents to the doctor? Can I, you know, in some way help you? Because this is truly a state where you're not able to do it all. You know, reach out to the medical professionals and say, you know, how, how can you help me with my parent? Um, can we function, you know, can they function at a higher level? Um, you know, why are they falling? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? You know, ask the question. So that's, you know, when you get into overwhelm, you just need to start reaching out and, um, you know, get, get all the professionals, friends, family on board and make a plan, you know, to get to get through this. And then I'll kind of talk about when you get there, you know, how to get through this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's also to, you know, I just recently posted something on my social media about asking for help because it's really difficult for many people to ask for help. Me as a business owner, my, I, you know, I'm always kind of doing things on my own. And so I've had to recently ask for help and it, it, it was uncomfortable to say the least. And so I think there's a lot of people that are just super not comfortable with that. And so really, you know, making a list to figure out what they need. And I love that you had mentioned too, how, you know, if the siblings are involved, everybody leave their stuff at home and come with a goal of assisting your parents. Um, because a lot of, you know, old drama, old fights, things like that come up. But at the end of the day, you know, you need to take care of like your this the goal of this meeting is to take care of your parents. And so it doesn't really matter what happened in the past. It really matters how do we progress from here. So I love that you talk about it as well, because we also do as well. Um, and as we both know as professionals and caregivers, many caregivers are not taking care of themselves properly. Um, and like you said, you're learning things. I'm learning things all the time. Often, you know, caregivers fill their time with everyone else. 
How would you suggest caregivers take care of themselves in order to not only be practicing self-care and refilling their own cup, but also to be uh, a better caregiver for their aging loved ones? Mm -hmm. Yes. um, Well, in my book, um, people ask me, you know, well, is it for the aging parent or is it for the caregiver? And really, I say, you know, you can't separate it. You know, it is it is something you do together. Um, You have to take care of yourself first as a caregiver or you will have nothing to give to others. Um, And my proactive um, aging process, which I I call it Experiage, because um, I'm a big believer in experiences that, you know, from from birth on, experiences teach us, you know, how to live and and what to do. So um, I, I, that's what I do as a therapist. I build these exceptional experiences for my patients and, um, you know, then I kind of back off and I monitor and I, and I assist but I let them have the experience so they learn, you know, what to do. So um, my book goes over seven um, health strategies that are really non-negotiable. So for you as a caregiver, you know, you need to, you need to have the nutrition, the hydration, the sleep, the meditation and mindfulness, the exercise for your body and your brain, and the breathing. Now, these are essential for your health. And what I say is, you know, you need, it doesn't need to be almost like it doesn't need to be self-care. It needs to be a part of your lifestyle. When it becomes a part of your lifestyle, you know, you're doing everything you can for yourself as a caregiver. And you don't go into the future with, you know, all this caregiver guilt. It's like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm, I'm not enough. I'm not, I'm not helping them enough. No, you are, you're, you're taking care of yourself. And you're, you know, trying to um, actually take these, um, you know, health strategies and help your parents with them. So that is one thing I teach in my book. Um, And I really recommend that you start with the middle age. Like if you're in your 40s and your parents are in your 60s, it's a great time to start, you know, um, kind of almost looking at the baseline of, you know, how how am I functioning and how is my parent functioning? You know, say you're both functioning great, you're both active, healthy. Um, you know, just continue what you're doing. But if you're seeing some red flags and saying, okay, my parent is in the recliner all day long, you know, or my parent, all, all they do is eat junk food, you know, this will, this will come back to them as possibly a chronic illness in the future. So you want to look at these things and um, start making changes. And, you know, that's what we just need to do to live healthy is make these changes in our lifestyle. And we, like I said, we just not only do that for us, but we also do it for our our parents, you know, help them. Well, I feel that, you know, if we set our, like, as caregivers now, most of our care, the caregivers that I work with are, you know, 40 to 60, let's call it, um, the adult children caregivers. Um, And, you know, by setting ourselves up now, making sure our mental health is, you know, as well as we can get our physical and all that stuff. I feel like that sets us up to be better at being seniors as well. Whereas um, a lot of the seniors that I'm talking to now didn't have, you know, we've progressed as a society so quickly, right? And we've had all these extra mental health things happening and all this stuff and they didn't have that. 
at an age that we are so that they could integrate it into their life. And so some people that are seniors now are learning all that stuff. Um, but I feel like as caregivers, this also sets us up for our senior years as well, which I think is obviously super beneficial because you're not going backwards either. Um, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about your four-step method in your book, but do you have any thoughts about, um, there's a lot of people that come to us that have parents that are super stubborn. I know that you've probably heard and maybe been in that position as well, perhaps, but super stubborn, not eating well, not taking care of themselves. Do we have any advice that we can offer them um, as, you know, caregivers or professionally? Have you come across this? Um, yes. Um, and actually, it's kind of in my four-step method. Um, yeah, it kind of um, encompasses some of this. And what I help people do, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but basically, if you can help your parents find their strengths and, and their life vision, you know, we, we all have to have something to get out of bed in the morning for, you know, we have to have a purpose. If you have no purpose, you, you kind of stop living. So I think it's just an intrinsic motivator to find that purpose. Now, and I, I say to you, like, if your parent has never meditated before and they, they're just saying, I'm not going to have any part of meditation, I don't want to do it. You know, you can just set up a room for them that they might be able to recline and you're know, laid down and um, turn on some, you know, classical music or something that relaxes them. And they'll probably naturally start the deep breathing. You know, it, you know, it can be just a natural thing. Uh, or take them out into nature. Nature is, is a tonic for health, you know, things like that you might have to find. Or, you know, another thing like mindfulness is a form of meditation and even maybe cooking a meal together and, you know, just really slowing it down, paying attention to what you're doing. And that mindfulness, it actually builds your brain, which is your, your hippocampus. And that's responsible for learning and memory. So all of the, like I said, all of these things play into your health, but um, I find creative ways to add these to people's daily routines instead of just saying, okay, you need to sit in this chair and do your deep breathing for 15 minutes, you know, um, we, you know, there's, there's other ways to do it. So I think that's what I would, I would do is, you know, if, if you're getting the stubbornness um, for, you know, for one thing, find the life vision. And we'll talk about that in just a minute and, and set some goals. Set some goals that are meaningful for your parents that they want to work on. And that's kind of how I get around the stubbornness of people. Perfect. And I also find too, as an added part of that, there's some of us that have other, like stubbornness is one thing. So it's, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just the, the kid and the um, parent can't have that conversation. And that's why mm -hmm. professionals operate in this world, right? So that's, you know, even in in past, you know, things in my life or whatever, sometimes it's like, okay, somebody else is going to have to take this conversation on because I could say the same things, but it's not going to come across the same way. And so to the extreme, sometimes it's a matter of just bringing someone, somebody else in to have that conversation on your behalf or with you or whatnot. Um, I find that happens to a lot of our caregivers because we help people find, you know, retirement living, senior living. And sometimes that conversation is not easy and it's way easier if we have it with the parents than the kids do, for instance. Right. So you get a lot further, but that's, that's true. We, yeah, sure. Yeah. We, and yeah. we've touched on your book a number of times. So let's talk about the four step method to better help 
your parents. Could you give us um, kind of like a high level overview of these concepts? And I believe that you also offer training called Experiage. Can you tell us about that as well? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I'll just throw in one thing too with what we just talked about, Amy. And it was, it's, you know, maybe even late, you know, have print off an article or something that might have to do with nutrition or exercise and just lay it on the table, you know, and hopefully they'll pick it up and maybe start reading it. Or yeah, like, you know, that, that would just be an additional, you know, mm-hmm. out or a source for them. But yeah, for, for my training, um, the first step is um, fine. It's like it's like who who I who am I or who I am, and um, so you're going to help your parents find their strengths. And I have a certain way I teach this. Um, I teach um, intelligences and how to find the strong intelligences and the weak intelligences. But to kind of maybe even simplify that a little bit, I have people you know sit down with. Them and talk about, um, you know, maybe maybe even have your parents tell you some stories of their past and you can help them pick out their strengths. Um, you know, when we get busy in life, they, they, they've been probably raising a family, they've had jobs, you know, they're in retirement, they're slowing down, they may not feel well and they forget about their, you know, what, you know, who they are and, and what their strengths are. So we kind of, you know, um, work on that and, you um, you know, from actually from the strengths, you're going to find the weaknesses. And just as an example, sometimes I'll be working with somebody in, in the clinic and I give them some directions for an exercise. And I realize they have no idea where their body is in space. And that's called the kinesthetic intelligence. So when I pick up on that, then I start adding exercises to help them, you know, and increase that awareness. And, and really within a few weeks, they, they have much better body awareness, which is going to help with decreased falls and, um, you know, maybe in a little bit of increased energy and things like that. So um, it's really important to help your parents find their strengths. Now, if you only have five minutes a week, I give you, you know, suggestions on how to take that five minutes and make them make the most out of them. If you have a half an hour to sit down with them and chat, that's great, you know, um, and I think they will appreciate that and the attention. So, Anyway, yeah, find the strengths. Uh, step number two is helping them find that life vision. And you could even, you know, help them bring up, well, you know, dad, you used to love, you know, the sports team or mom, you know, you were, you were a baker and you, you love to cook for people and um, you were involved in this um, nonprofit. Um, how can we bring that back into your life? How can we uh, spark that, you know, spark that life vision again and that that purpose in life. So we we find that life vision and then we start setting goals. And um, I give the example of maybe your parent wants to go to a family reunion and it's out of town, you know. So, you know, set that goal and say, hey, let's plan on you going to this reunion in September. Now, what do we need to do to get there, you know? And so, you know, um, just figuring out where, you know, you might have to go up some steps. You're going to have to have um, activity tolerance for a half of a day or, you know, you're going to have to tolerate a three hour car ride, you know, and, you know, just starting to talk about these things and, and, and setting some goals. You know, what do we need to do to get there? 
And that's where sometimes your professionals can come in. And as a physical therapist, you know, I would be giving you a program that would help you, you know, help your parent to do the right exercises to, to get there. And it, it may be to something totally different. Um, maybe, you know, you could get your parents involved with their friends again, or groups of people um, that, uh, you know, th that they can connect to and, and actually kind of find and, and live that purpose again. So that would be the second step. Um, the third step is actually setting up those um, concrete activities, like I, I talked about. Um, you know, you know, a lot of times we keep so many things in our head. You know, this is what I need to do. This is how how I need to do it. This this is um, this is the right thing to do. But until we act on that, we really don't make any progress. You know, physically or mentally. So that third step is actually putting everything into action. And so you can kind of help your, your parents set up this program and or maybe even go through their cupboards and take out all the junk food and give them some, you know, maybe some healthy recipes. Um, you know, teach your parents how to breathe well. And, and, you know, there's all kinds of YouTube videos on deep breathing, but it really, really changes your life when you breathe well. You know, it really it really does. It helps you sleep better. There's just so many things that... Um, these very simple and inexpensive health strategies, you know, work on. And finally, that fourth step is, is assessing and reassessing. Because, you know, maybe by this time, your parent, you know, the, the weakness they had is not there anymore. And they're able to set different goals, you know, um, or, or the weakness is getting worse. And, you know, you need to, you need to address that through professionals or, or maybe there's nothing you can do, you know, and, and maybe it's just a time for acceptance of some of that. So, um, you know, it's constantly, and that's what I love about my job as a therapist. I get to, I get to evaluate people all the time. <laughs> I'm always assessing. I'm always reassessing. I'm always setting new goals, you know, and that, that's fun for me. I, I really like that. So, so that is a, that, that's the program, and it just keeps revolving and revolving as, you know, you gain things, you lose things, you, you know, change it up. So, yeah. Super valuable. Thank you for sharing. I specifically really do like step four, the reassessment, because a lot of people put plans and processes in, and then they just assume that everything is going to stay the same right and it's it, mm -hmm. they don't reevaluate to see what's happening and then it's like okay well did you check this oh well that wasn't a problem before and so the reassessment mm -hmm. is so important right and just to stay on top because we're we're you know going towards you know we're planning we're being proactive we're going towards goals but you're right, goal, goal posts change, you know, you might be going towards the one goal, and you might get there, you might be going towards another one, and then deem that you've changed your mind, it's not, you know, appropriate, or whatever. And sometimes you don't know that stuff until you start doing things towards that direction. So I think it's super important that you point that out, point that out as well. Um, I always like to, Teresa, I always like to talk about misconceptions um, because I come across them so much. My team comes across them with all of our clients. There's, you know, misconceptions are kind of about everything and Artful Aging is all about showing people their support, giving people some direction and answers. So what have you found to be some of the main misconceptions, either from caregivers or their aging parents around planning and aging artfully? 
Um, I think there are some steps that, you know, they just forget about. And I know like I have, you know, friends in the industry that do things um, totally different from me. You know, they take care of, you know, the finances, the legal things, you know, and that. Um, so, you know, just know that this is all important. So maybe a misconception is, well, we can just wait on, on this issue, you know, but really it is important that um, if your parents don't have control of, you know, their future to kind of step in and help them a little bit with that. Um, I, I think the misconception is too, like, I don't need to help my parents. And then um, when, some, when, when that crisis happens, you know, um, it, it just really throws everybody off, you know? So maybe even having that family meeting, um, you know, bef before mom and dad get sick, you know, um, and saying, you know, who, you know, who's got, what resources do you have? Do you have financial resources? Do you have time? Do you have a talent? Are you, are you a professional that can do, you know, what, what can you do to help, you know, and maybe just even getting that, you know, set up a little bit earlier. Um, but I, I think it's something we just don't really think about until we have to think about it. And I, I think that's another misconception. It's, it's no it's proactive aging um, really adds to the quality of life. And really, I know at the end, and I was able to spend a couple of years with my mom at the end of her life, um, helping my sisters uh, take care of her. And, um, you know, you just find out that, you know, when, when your parents pass away, you just live on the memories, you know, and if you have those aging years to continue to make memories with your parents, um, it's, it's a, it's a real spiritual kind of thing. Like, it gives you, it feeds you as a person to know that you had that time with your parents. And, um, you know, although I know, you know, they're not every time is going to be a wonderful time, but, you know, you can try to make them as, um, as you know, the best treasured memories you can. Well, and it's super, it's super valuable to, you know, have those years, sure, yeah, not everything is peachy keen, but at the same time, if you can prevent or be planning for stuff and you don't have the major dips, like the, you know, a giant roller coaster, it makes everybody's life so much more peaceful, I think. And so that's always beneficial. Um, I thought we could end today. Do we have any ways that people can be proactive? I like I like to talk about one or two ways that things people can do. I know we talked about a couple of them, but can we sum up maybe a couple of ways or small small things that people can do to keep their journey going with their aging loved ones to be proactive? What do you have for us, Teresa? Uh -huh. Well. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, try to take some baselines of where, like where you're at and where your parents are and, um, you know, start adding these, um, you know, simple steps every day, changing up your lifestyle and, and hopefully changing up your parents' lifestyle. And then, you know, just maybe, maybe like every six months, look at that and see how far you've come and, you know, give your, give yourself a pat on the back, you know, for every win you have, even if it's a small win, you know, celebrate it, celebrate your wins and that'll keep you going. Um, you know, yeah, try not to be, you know, too negative or hard on yourself during this period. It, it can be rough. And 
I do think even a misconception is, oh, my family and siblings, we're so close and this is going to be so easy, you know, and that can be a big mis- misconception uh, because it's not. And um, have, have some time with your family that's fun, you know, get, have a get together where you don't talk about mom and dad, you know, keep your relationships close. And I think um, then, you know, when all is said and done, that you'll end up with a strong family unit. And that's really what you do want in the end. You don't want to be um, bitter and you don't want to be resentful, you know, against them. So um, I would just, and then that way be proactive too, to try to keep your family, uh, you know, strong and, um, and just be, you know, with that devotion towards your parents. Yeah. For sure. And like you said, add some fun. Have some fun as a family. It's not all about planning all the time. It's not all about mm-hmm. crisis and how to stay out of it and health care and all that stuff. I think it's important, said uh, to another um Another person was on my show the other day to take the pictures, right? Take the pictures, mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. And then you also have these memories, which is lovely. So it's it's not all planning and crisis all the time. So make sure that people enjoy their lives. Teresa, mm-hmm. thanks so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Could you tell our viewers how they could get a hold of you? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, you can find my website at TeresaMurr.com. And you can get a hold of me there. Um, I do teach um, class courses. Um, I have a course called um, Boss. Um, <laughs> now it's like escaping me. Uh, boss, caregiver. Um, yeah, it's escaping me right now. I just out of my mind. But no, I, I teach my book, and so in six weeks you'll learn my book. If you if you want that, um, you know, one on one feedback and and ha- kind of ha- more hands on. And um, so, yeah, I do that. And it's really, um, it's kind of, you know, and I also want to say like my program is for peak performance. So if you, if you want to think about it that way and, you know, everybody wants to be at their highest level, you know, Mm -hmm. it's something that you can do that it's, it's, it is really beneficial. Perfect. Well, as we said, Teresa's book, the Art of Assisting Aging Parents. I grabbed mine on Amazon. I saw it on a couple different spots. So definitely available. Get your copy if you're interested. I think it's super valuable. Um, there's a lot of readers, right? And I, even I'm not much of a reader, but this is the stuff I'm drawn to professionally as well, right? And so um, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing all of your knowledge. Thanks so much. Thank you, Amy. It's been a pleasure. That's all for today, folks. If you found today valuable and helpful, please share with your networks. Remember, support's only one conversation away, and by sharing with your networks, it allows other caregivers and families to get the support they need. Thanks again for joining me at Artful Aging with Amy. From me to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday.